You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 13. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, star coaches. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. Great to have you join us. I hope that you've had a fabulous week celebrating whatever holidays you celebrate. We've had Christmas and Hanukkah. For my family, we've had several birthday celebrations. So, gosh, I hope that you've had a wonderful, joyful week between shows. If you have some time off for the holidays, hopefully you'll be able to catch up some shows if you've missed any. Always remember that they're at starcoachshow.com or on iTunes and you can access any shows that you've missed and hear what our experts have shared with you about the profession of coaching. Speaking of our experts, don't forget also that we have an ongoing book giveaway So be sure to sign up for that giveaway on the contact page on the Star Coach website, Star Coach Show website, so that you don't miss the giveaways that we have ongoing. Since this is the last show of this year, I thought I would do something a little different. And it's something that I'm going to do every now and again. I want to share a resource that I find particularly helpful, both personally and professionally. And while the majority of our shows are going to be in the interview format, I will occasionally share some strategy, tool, or resource with you from my perspective or in my experience. As I have discussed in other episodes, I love books. I am a book addict. And I love being able to read other people's perspectives and experiences and their learnings and be able to apply that to what I do in life, to my own experiences, and be able to continue to grow and explore through the written word. So today, I'd like to discuss the principles that have been written in one of those books that I so enjoy. And we're going to look today at The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. You may be familiar with the book, or this may be new information to you. But what I'd really like to do is spend some time together today exploring the agreements and how they offer practical steps to follow for all of us in dealing with self-limiting beliefs, in dealing with behaviors and communication issues that are frequent traps for us to fall into, and how different behaviors can actually get in the way of achieving personal and professional success. So let's explore how these agreements can help each of us grow personally, as well as how these principles might be a tool in our work with our coaching clients. The first agreement is to be impeccable with your word. And it's noted by the author to be the most important and most difficult of the agreements. It's about speaking with integrity, about saying only what we mean when we talk. So imagine the impact of speaking 
and, and being committed to speaking with truth without hidden agenda or manipulation. Imagine exploring the power of the word with your clients and realizing the magnitude of creating the kinds of relationships and environments that are built on honesty, respect, and openness. How often are we or our clients challenged by interactions with others regarding miscommunication or a lack of trust or by having the loss of trust of others by our own lack of follow-through or a client might come to you with a struggle in relationships or leading people through perhaps a miscommunication or a lack of follow-through on on their part, and how we can, in fact, understand and help our clients better understand that being impeccable with our word by truly saying what we mean and building our credibility and integrity with that commitment to being impeccable with our word can create different relationships and different environments. It's important to understand that the way that we treat others reflects the way that we feel about ourselves. When we are truly a good place with ourselves, when we're confident and assured and peaceful within, there's no reason or motivation to demean or berate or accuse others. The virus of gossip just spreads like a disease and innuendo can create a negativity and pull away from integrity and credibility. But when we operate from wholeness, truth, and love, the innuendo and the gossip no longer spread. They're really like no longer powerful. When we're committed to being responsible with our words, we're therefore immune and really protected from other people's hurtful words. Because we can see the falseness and we can hear those hidden agendas and the destructive qualities in those words. So when we're committed to using the power of our words to create environments of integrity and respect and when we honor one another, then we're being true to the agreement to be impeccable with our word. And we all have it within our power to be true to this agreement and to see how that impacts our lives and impacts the lives of our clients when we share with them the the agreement of being impeccable with our word. And that moves us into the second agreement. The second agreement is, it's a biggie, it's to not take anything personally. So many of us have a tendency to allow the circumstances of a situation and other people's behaviors to strike at the heart of our own fears, our own insecurities and frustrations. And therefore, these other people's behaviors, interactions with us, the way that they might even, the way that they look at us can feel very personal. If we operate from a place that our own importance. We tend to operate from a place of our own personal importance, that things are about me, that 
the world in a in a way kind of revolves around us and in truth what people say and do is about them it's not about us people operate from their model of the world from their programming and their beliefs and their opinions that have been formed through their experiences through their cultures through their lives it can be really hard to step away from what feels like a personal attack or that we're assuming or reading as a personal attack and realize that it's about the attacker. It's about what's going on with that person and that we don't have to buy what they're selling. If someone were to offer you a garbage bag and you accept it and hold it open while they pour their garbage, their accusations, their stuff into this bag, and then you close it and you haul it around with you. You've, in a way, owned their garbage, but it's still their garbage. And you've made a choice to carry it around with you, which means that you also can make the choice and you have the ability to drop that bag, or to hand it back to them. We each have the power to refuse to accept what others want to dump on us. That can be incredibly liberating and empowering. And that's a concept that perhaps you don't have or that your clients don't have. So sharing with them the power that they have of not accepting what is dumped upon them could be a really energizing and empowering concept to share with your clients. You know, when it becomes really difficult is when it's our own self-talk that's dumping on us. Self-talk is not necessarily true, yet we all know that it can be really powerful. Part of our mind is talking and part of our mind is listening, yet we are in control of what's being said and what we're listening to and buying into. Helping our clients confront their own self-talk to challenge their counterproductive thoughts is one way that we can help empower them to build internal trust and to have some tools to counter their self-doubt. When we all know our hearts, our intentions, and our minds, we're less likely to be impacted by other people's opinions or to sabotage ourselves with our own self-talk. Create a new habit and do what you need to do to remind yourself. Perhaps a visual reminder, a note that says, don't take anything personally and place that in places where you can see it and remember that until this becomes a new habit, until your awareness increases and you begin to say, wait a minute, I don't need to hold this bag while other people dump their stuff in and haul it around with me. I can leave it. I can hand it back to them. I certainly don't need to ever accept it. All those behaviors will hopefully help reinforce the second agreement. Don't make assumptions is the third agreement. The power of assumptions is that we believe that they're true. They feel real and we believe that they're real. One powerful assumption that we can fall into is mind reading. We assume that we know what others are thinking and feeling, particularly when it relates to us, and we react according to that assumption. This actually ties in very closely with the second agreement about taking things personally. When we fall into assumption, 
we can be afraid to ask for clarification. It sort of exposes our thoughts, yet we'll act on those thoughts and we'll defend our assumptions. When we've set our mind to something, the truth is we look for evidence to support that. The problem is, is that we're only going to see what we want to see or hear what we want to hear to support the assumption. When I was a therapist, many times I would work with couples who had made an assumption about the other person and would look for evidence to support their their lack of love or their disinterest in them or their willingness to sabotage them. Sometimes those things were going on, but there were other things going on as well. And the effort going into supporting that assumption rather than clarifying and communicating with one another was very destructive. Another assumption that we may make is that others share our beliefs, our values, our desires. As a coach, we have to be very cautious about not getting caught up in our own beliefs or believing that the client shares the same model of the world that we share and that in our interest of trying to do the best we can for our client, we can get caught up in believing that we have the best solution for them, that we know what path that they should take. And then we fall into that writing reflex where we want to ask just the right question or lead the client in a particular direction to convince them the rightness of the path that we have for them. And when we do that, we let go of our curiosity and we ultimately let go of the belief that the client has the rightness of their own answer within themselves. It can be a very destructive pattern that we could fall into using an assumption as a coach. The way that we keep ourselves from making assumptions is to ask questions, which is foundational to coaching. It's a concept that every person can benefit from. Sometimes it takes courage to ask questions. Our clients might not be okay with not knowing, with having to explore and inquire rather than having the answer. Helping them understand that asking instead of assuming creates clear and effective communication might help them shift perspective and look at that in a different direction. Envision relationships at work, at home, in your neighborhood, in your church, in your extended family, with friends that are free of assumptions, misunderstandings, and dysfunctional patterns. How liberating is that? So, Let's make a commitment to increase our awareness of whether we're caught up in assumption at any given time and be intentional about changing that behavior. We can help our clients increase their comfort in not knowing and instead be willing to ask and learn and leave assumptions behind. You know, every time you stay true to the coaching process and use inquiry and reflection to help your client connect with what's right for them. Your role modeling, how to use inquiry, and the power of questioning in every coaching conversation. The final agreement in the Four Agreements book is that we should always do our best. 
When we're committed to the first three agreements and changing them into habits, that means that we're taking action every time through that commitment to do our best. And what's interesting is that our best or sort of that line of where the best is changes. It changes as we become better at doing different things. So understanding that best is not a concrete line that is always the same place. Our best fluctuates and changes depending upon any given day, any given circumstance, and what we're able to do in that day. When we become better at each agreement, our best moves to a whole new level. Every new behavior, whether it's the four agreements, whether it's learning to play a musical instrument or picking up a new sport or any number of new skills, takes practice. It's what makes designing actions with our clients so powerful. We try something new, we experiment with something, and we learn and we grow with every attempt. We realize that to increase our skills and our abilities and our commitments and our performance, we must continue to do our best every single time. When we know that we've tried our best, not that we've been perfect, but when we've tried our best, there's less self-recrimination, self-judgment, guilt, and frustration. As I said, doing our best does not mean that we expect to be perfect. It means that we strive to move that needle a little each time, and that each time that needle moves, we create a new best for the next time. Finally, we do not do our best for some outside reward, right? We don't want to strive to do our best to be acknowledged by someone else or for an external reward, but for personal growth and the opportunity to learn from our mistakes. If our motivation to do our best is an externally focused thing because you feel like you have to, or because you're worried about recrimination, then it's really not per se doing your best. It's it's not for, for the personal growth and commitment that really creates working towards your best. There is a pleasure and a joy in knowing that you've done your best because it's what you want to strive for. As the author points out in the book, the first three agreements only work when we're committed to doing our best. Don't expect that you'll always be impeccable with your word. Routines and habits are difficult to shake. New behaviors are hard, but we can always try to do our best. Don't expect that you're never going to take anything personally. However, you can be committed to raising your awareness and doing your best. And finally, don't expect that you'll never make another assumption. All we can do is our best and know that by doing our best, each agreement will become more familiar, more routine, and our rewards will be more peace of mind, more clarity, and the ability to more fully love yourself and others. I believe that these lessons can be incredibly empowering and liberating 
for our clients. As we approach the new year, I'm really committed to doing my best with these four agreements. I sincerely believe that this commitment is going to help me grow personally and professionally. It's going to help me be a better wife, a better mom, a daughter, sister, aunt, friend, coach, and a happier, more fulfilled human being. I'm really curious how you're impacted by the four agreements. I would love to know how the agreements impact you, whether you see them as being a helpful tool in working with your clients, how you see them impacting your life. I encourage you to visit the Star Coach Facebook page and leave some feedback about this concept and any other tools or strategies that you might use that kind of feed into this this whole concept and that you can share with one another on the Star Coach Facebook page. So thanks. Thanks for spending this time with me today. I don't usually get the whole show with you and I enjoyed being able to share this concept with you and give you some food for thought on how you might use it with your clients. If you would like to know more about the show, visit starcoachshow.com check out our resources sign up for the book giveaway leave your feedback if you find the show to be helpful a rating and review on iTunes would be greatly appreciated so this is your host Meg Rentschler thanks for joining me in today's show have a happy and safe new year and until next week here's to your coaching success